and welcome to episode 24 of TNA Top 10. I'm your host, T-Weave, and this is your other host, the A and TNA, Andrew Hermes. How you doing, Andrew? How's it going? Buddy, I'm good. We're here. We're live, pal, as we like to say, uh, or at least we used to say when we pre-recorded these things. Um Buddy, it's been a it's been a good week. We're having a lot of fun, you know. Got some feedback from our last show. Appreciate the people listening to us. Had a couple DMs, which I very much appreciated. And really, we're just here to have a good time. So, I mean, if you can't get down with that, I don't know what to tell y'all. Uh, today's TNA's top ten list is a is a good one, and we'll get there. Um, highly debated about what should and should not be included, and that's why we're going to get hashtag. Blame Terry trending once again. Oh, no, no, blame you guys because I disagree. But anyway, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. So, yeah. you know, we, so thought, uh... we thought that, you know, we got the Super Bowl results to talk about, but what is there else to talk about this week? And man, did the floodgates open. So there's a lot to talk about today. There's a ton to talk about. We're not going to spend forever on them. We want our fans to know we are going to learn how to, um, we're going to learn the word brevity in terms of speaking topics. We'll see how long we go on each of these. But uh, Terry is right. We got the two stories we missed last week, and plus we've got a bunch of other stuff. So I'm ready when you are, buddy, as long as we don't have any more announcements up at the top of the show. Not that I'm aware of. If I had anything, I forgot about it. But why don't we start with a little bit of college football? It's been a while. Um you know, I'm going to go out All of, of two order weeks. Here. It's been a while. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> so the first thing I want to talk about, let's talk Nick Saban again. Nick Saban is now no. signed with College Game Day. Um, it's getting a little crowded at the desk. I mean, what are they going to do here? They got Herb Street. They got Corso. They got Desmond Howard. They got McAfee. They got Saban. Is there enough room for all of these guys? Corso goes away. You know, his age and health is starting to catch up with him. Yeah. He goes away. He goes away, but he'll be there for the headgear pick and the pickums. Uh, they'll make space for him. Obviously, McAfee, ESPN has figured out he's the guy. He's the person that people are paying to watch. Now you're going to pair him with someone that's a professor of college football like Nick Saban. Of course, you've got Desmond Howard, who's a little loud and out ostentatious at times about his uh, Michigan fandom, but will allow it based on who we pull for here on this show. And, you know, like uh, with Herb Street, let's face it, he's not going anywhere. I mean, he's a he's a staple of the program. Um, there's no way they don't utilize Saban, but we've noticed that even Corso didn't do the whole show like he used to. His health apparently is starting to uh, get away on him. But I think you're still going to see him try to do the picks. I will say this, if he goes away from the show, you'll never see that again. You'll never see the headgear. That'll be. Oh, uh, I was gonna say. I was gonna a, suggest a is Nick Saban sliding into the headgear. Not a chance. Absolutely not a chance that that happens. Um, but I am excited because McAfee brings a certain level of entertainment to it. Um, as we all love the greatest troll ever when he called the dogs at the SEC title oh, game awesome. only to pick Alabama. It was so right. good. Oh, the boo! It was <laughs> so immediate. Good. Oh man, it, it was, was a me. They knew exactly what he did. <laughs> but then but then you're gonna have Saban up there. And again, Desmond Howard is very well established. He's got Herb Street. Herb Street doesn't always pick the games because he calls them. Um 
I'm excited for Saban to be on the show only because I love Nick Saban. I want to hear him break things down. I'd love to see him have his own little segment on defense or cornerback play or safety play. They've got a lot they can do, though, Terry. And let's face it, McAfee's on Monday Night Raw now, and he's got his own show that's two or three hours a day, plus he's going to have a four-hour game day. The man the man is a machine, and he doesn't stop. So What uh, else is he going to do? Him. Yeah, mean- exactly. But I, I'm really excited. And look, you and I talked about it during our regular season show, as we call it. This is the offseason. Uh, McAfee actually made college game day interesting again. You know, he he brought that level. And I think they're realizing they got to move a few pieces in and a few pieces out. But I think the desk stays true to who it is as long as Lee Corso is able, health-wise, to be there. Because I imagine traveling as an 80, what is he, 80, 80, uh, 82, 80 with some. He's, up he's an older man. I, I imagine it gets gets cumbersome on him. So anyway, um, not to spend too much time on that. But yeah, so game day, big deal. Saban's coming. Um, and speaking of college football, you got to have legal action. Is that what I'm reading here from Tennessee? Well, Tell the Tennessee not, Attorney Terry. General, um, there, there was some kind of um, – claim against the NCAA, a couple of states. Uh, let me open this up and see some details here. Look at me, not all that prepared, but, you know. We'll if I remember correctly, because we this was one of our stories we were going to talk about last week, folks. This is, this is a big deal. Tennessee is trying to um, get a legal ruling on the name, image, and likeness and the compensation limitations – that the attorney general of Tennessee is trying to put into place. Um, And again, we've said it over and again, this will be another instance of where the NIL is basically the wild West right here in the story, Terry pulled up and I'm going to hand it off to him in a second. It says the attorney generals of Tennessee and Virginia are seeking a temporary restraining order and preliminary injunction is part of their federal lawsuit against the group NIL rules violating antitrust law. So the whole, the whole, the NCAA waits till page 16, two thirds of the way into the brief before it defends the NIL recruiting ban on the merits. So this is getting into the, when is it okay to recruit? When is it not? What is too much? What is not? What is the role? What is not? Um, At least that's how I see this, Terry, but you said it. I don't know. A long time ago, months ago, that the NIL is going to be it, it, it's a court battle. And that you said that I'm not saying that, hey, these guys are super geniuses, but anybody that knows this type of money that is at stake for this sort of thing, you know, the only way it's ever going to be decided is in a court of law one That's way right. or the other. Yeah, and I, other. I mean, so you open up the door a little bit and once that got opened. You talk about these guys being employees now. And if they are not to the level of other employees, then um, somebody's going to file a lawsuit to get them to that level. And then all of a sudden you're going to have unions involved. I think it was about 10 years ago, the Northwestern football team tried to create a union and it got shot down. Well, that's a little different now that they've got some of this stuff and, and, um, these guys are well now they're paid. 
like you said, I was just going to say, now they're legitimately being paid to play. Yeah. It, there, there is no argument there. To the point, too, that the NIL, in my opinion, is so stupid. Apparently, Donovan, Donovan Rayala, son of Dylan, or father of Dylan Rayala, went on, went on uh, television. The internet blew up because he and Herb Street had a conversation about how Rayola should try to, you know, Rayola should try to resurrect Nebraska football and, and encourage his son. Donovan should encourage his son to go to the University of Nebraska. And now they want to say that Herb Street's tampering with Georgia's recruiting because he had a conversation with a contemporary of his about his son's future in college. Um, I, I don't know if, if that one passes the test or not, Terry, any more than the one where he read a couple weeks ago or maybe a month ago at this point where the Florida State coach gave the kid a ride to the meeting but because he gave him a ride to a meeting that was about money, they're somehow in some sort of violation of NCAA rules. It's, well, that's because it's what they're insanity. trying to do, they're trying to pay the players without the schools paying the players. So you got these right. third-party groups that are not associated directly with the school. So yeah. this is seen Nebraska's as an association. Is, yeah. So our, ours nonsense. is the 1890 initiative. So I yeah. get it. Yeah. We've got the 1890 initiative. And, uh, but anyway, you know, along with that, because we just talked about the NIL national signing day. Um, but Terry, I'm going to ask you a stupid question. Isn't it right now constantly national signing day? Because as the coaching carousel continues to spin out of control, Chip Kelly left UCLA to go be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Uh, God bless the Big Ten because he's coming. Um, Transfer by the way, is open. It's open again. More proof, by the way, on the on the Chip Kelly front that Ryan Day got talked to and was told you will compete for a national championship because Bill O'Brien left for the Boston College job, which means those. Those kids at the Boston College job because that that coach went to be the defensive coordinator for the Packers. Look at my hands, Terry. This is why we're gonna have the Vinavita video. We're going one way, we're going the do other way. We need another map. Is, do we need another does, map exactly. to say this guy goes here, this guy goes over yep. here, transfer portal opens for these guys here, and that kind of thing. For, forget the team, forget the coaches. Understand this, folks. If the coach leaves, the transfer portal opens. That's it. Yeah. The student athletes have the right to leave the school at that point. And as Terry and I have at least can, I don't know. We've talked about it um, too much offline. We can't find a, a spot where it says, well, if it happens after February 1st and Chip Kelly decides to become the offensive coordinator of Ohio state, then it's too late. You guys are stuck at UCLA. That's that how I understand it, Terry. That's not how this works. Cause I would imagine it has to be up to enrollment. Like if you had a coach quit mid July to go somewhere else, theoretically those student athletes could go apply. The only the only thing you run into there is they're still student athletes, so there is an admissions period that is closed. Yeah, that's university protocol. So this is going to get really crazy and really wild, and we probably just spent way too much time on it. But I wanted well, to bring it up because we bring it up every time. It's huge. There's I mean, another. I, I think they're going to end up signing contracts at some point. How else are you going to – I mean, when you sign a contract, like I don't think technically they're signing a contract. They're signing something, but it's not really all that right. strong. I think eventually they sign contracts that say, 
you know, you're getting paid this much to play here. If you leave, you pay back this much, just like the coaches. The players end up being just like the coaches at that point. And the way it's set up now, the coaches are trying to scheme things. Obviously, when the head coach leaves, Mm -hmm. that opens the portal. Now, the second layer, when it's the coordinators, it's not that way. So Mm -mm. there's um, some stuff coming out now where, you know, um, Alabama hired offensive coordinator from Washington, Ryan Grubb. Ryan Grubb, yep. And it was just announced that he's going to the Seahawks. Well, what came out was, yeah, what came out was they knew that a while ago, but they wanted the 30-day window to end before he left. So the Seahawks agreed to that. So they're just scheming. That sounds like some Auburn. That sounds like some Auburn bullshit. <laughs> Alabama would never do that. Roll right, high. right. They should do that. They should do that if they know what's good for them. But, but these are the things you got to think about. I mean, when you introduce something new, and you know this other story we got here, where the SEC and the Big Ten, they're forming an advisory, Putting an advisory board together. together that, so it's gonna yeah. get it's gonna get even farther different because these are the the power two. We can. Pretend like there's more than two, but there's two. The ACC and the Big 12 are going to have a hard time competing with the Big 10 and the SEC now because of the additions of the new schools. And these two are in control, and they're grouping up to figure out how do we change things. And that's um, huge changes. And it's still going to show up in the courts. We're still going to have trying to figure out how we set these uh, contracts up, how we set up the rules for the for the NIL and transfer portal, and then you got these two big boys that are bigger than the NCAA. Let's not fool ourselves, and they're going to make the decisions on where we head. Going to be interesting. Well, and let's 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 face it, Terry. You and I both know it. They've got more, more money. They've got the teams in their two respective conferences. I mean, there's there's not that good of teams anymore in the Pac-12. And the ACC has taken a serious tumble. Um, yeah. Or not? I said Pac-12. I meant Big, Big 12. 12. You knew what I meant. Yeah. But um, I got you. The Big Pac-12 Eight. Pac-12 right? no more yeah. unless it's yeah, it's Oregon, Oregon, and or Oregon State and Washington State. So there you I, go. I'm interested but, um, to see what happens with that because they still own it. They could technically say one of those whoever wins the game is the champion. But we'll have to see what so happens. So du- so stupid, <laughs> so stupid. They own it for merchandising and licensing, and that's about it. But um, the, on this topic, you like you said, it's an advisory board. That doesn't mean anything legal can happen. What it does mean is they're going to agree on things, and then they're going to use those money, resources, power, clout, all of the things they have inside their conferences, and they're going to try to pressure the NCAA to do what they want them to do. So make no mistake about it, to Terry's point, the SEC and the Big Ten, they are changing football, and they're going to be in control of what college football looks like. There is no doubt it'll be the Big Ten and it'll be the SEC for the years to come, at least the foreseeable future anyway, unless you all of a sudden get Colorado with Coach Prime out there because we have to talk about him No, winning national championship after national championship. <laughs> he says that he's with the oldest possibly going to have graduate, the top two NFL picks next year. With the oldest graduate assistant in the history of college football was Warren Sapp. He started him <laughs> on his staff, uh, staff as a, no, I'm serious. <laughs> He started him on his staff as a uh, graduate assistant position. I am not making that up. 
It's wow. fantastic. Now, that is fantastic. moving on in our college football so we don't get bogged down in the minutia. Caleb, the crybaby Williams, I'm not playing in the bowl game, has now decided to say he could possibly boycott the draft if Chicago doesn't trade up. Well, Chicago's got a pretty good college quarterback right now. I understand that they didn't get what they wanted out of our boy there from Ohio State. Yeah. But as far as I know, he's still with the team, isn't he? Or I mean, the potential's there right. to resign. Is that correct? As far as I know. Yeah, I don't okay. see any reason. So, I mean, if you're the Bears, <laughs> what do you do here? I, buddy, I, I honestly don't know what you do because what was his name? He was a really good Ohio State Justin football Justin Fields. Player. Justin Fields. Justin Fields, thank you. Yeah. Justin Fields. And, and did you hear me talk nice about Ohio State? Look at that. See, I can do it. Um, but but if you're the Bears, to your point, they're like being – that's like putting Bryce Young at the Panthers. They suck. Yeah. Without help, I don't care who's your trigger man. <laughs> well, here's it's, one thing for not... you. You better get used to talking nice about Ohio State because we're going to gear up for next season. And I don't see any way that Ohio State's not going to be loaded next year. They spent $13 million. They brought in Chip Kelly. Ryan Day got threatened with his job. Ohio State is the odds-on favorite in my world to win the national championship yeah. right now. <laughs> and it, kind of back to the original topic of Nick Saban, I can't wait until Nick Saban is faced with picking against Alabama for the first time. He, you know he's not going to. Roll Tide. Oh, he will. Well, we do here, Terry. Mm -mm. He will. I mm -mm. promise he will. <laughs I can't wait laughs> no, sir. No, sir. He will not. Um, I don't know. He's um there we go. It's sorry, funny. my camera got a little fuzzy. I love no. talking about our production issues. My camera got a little fuzzy. Well, Terry Damn producer, talking. what's up with him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what is wrong with him? But no, Saban picking against Alabama. Who's it gonna be? Georgia? He's not gonna pick Alabama or Georgia against Alabama. What are you talking about? They're losing gonna... six games next year with him gone. Stop it. <laughs> They're winning a national championship no, with his not. leftovers. Roll tide. No, no. His leftovers are in Columbus. What are you talking about? Only only the best safety in the country, sir. And the the center that um couldn't snap the ball straight. Anyway, fire is ass. But you you mentioned the Bears. Yeah. And this is a perfect segue to our is. next story, which is really cool. Uh Steve Mongo McMichael. What a badass. Played on the 85 Bears team, the Monsters of the Midway, coached by Ditka. Um, um famous, obviously, Saturday night live skit, duh Bears. Every I mean, this is the team. That they were talking about in the super fan. Yeah. Mongo is a character and a half. He's a he's a Super Bowl champion on the 85 Bears. He was a member for the wrestling fans of the Four Horsemen. If you ask Ric Flair, other than Ric Flair, Steve McMichael was the epitome of a four horseman, oh, at oh, least in the after on. hours. The after hours. No, what I mean is the party scene. That okay. was McMichael's thing, was the party scene. Remember how he got Deborah? Speaking of Alabama, Deborah, his wife, you know, she's a graduate. 
there at the uh, University of Tuscaloosa. Tony Schiavone loves Deborah, but uh, remember, he put her on scholarship. His words, not mine. That's how he got Deborah. Was he put her on scholarship? But this is a legit tough guy, party animal, loves to have a good time, really good dude. We had the benefit or the privilege of being front row to a benefit to raise money for ALS uh, as part of ad free shows for him um, and got to hear Ric Flair tell stories about Mongo and Tony Schiavone and Eric Bischoff. Um, Mongo was a man's man. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the fuck took 30 years for them to put him in the hall of fame, but I'm glad to see that number 76 is in the hall of fame in the NFL in camp. Well, one thing that's come up a lately and it's been a while since i've seen it one of my favorite mongo moments he was at the cubs game and you know when you're at the cubs game they'll bring you up and they'll let famous people um do the seventh inning stretch saying take me out to the ball game a la harry carey you know and he did mm -hmm. that and apparently there have <laughs> been some bad calls and he just on microphone to the whole crowd said how about we get some different umps out here? Oh, it's just, it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and the umps are like glaring at him up there. Well, you know, Mon Mongo don't care. Oh, I mean, he, he does care. not care. But What yeah, are they going to uh, do? Kick him out of the stadium? He don't care. Nah, I mean, it's really, really well-deserved, really, I mean, finally. Finally, they're going to do what the right thing, and that was to put Mongo in the Hall of Fame. They should have done that anyway. Before we get to the other big game, though, we got to switch to basketball. And that's only because Black Mamba, the man that gets overlooked when the GOAT conversation happens, Kobe Bryant had his statue revealed, I guess, four days ago at this point outside Lakers Stadium. The first of three. This is where he's wearing number six, scored 81 points against Toronto. Um, Bill Jackson did not pull him out of that game, but the uh, the the talk about Kobe, um, the the thing that I loved, um, obviously, with Kobe Bryant was he had the ability to just take over a basketball game, and he's the guy between Jordan and LeBron, but whenever anyone wants to have this greatest of all time argument, they never talk about Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is a five-time NBA champion. Scored I don't know how many points, thousands, thousands of points. Yeah. The, the statue they put up the other day was commemorating when he scored 81. Um, his wife, Vanessa Bryant, said, as I see today's current generation of star players follow in Kobe Bryant with huge, in Kobe's footsteps with huge scoring games, I know he would take pride in knowing that he is still pouring inspiration into the game that was so special to him. Michael scored 60 several times. Wilt Chamberlain, in, a, in an era where they didn't play defense the same way, scored 100. Kobe Bryant, over and again, scored and scored and scored. Um, so very well-deserved. Derek Fisher, his uh, point guard who played with him, said to his family, your dad, as you know, and your husband, one of the greatest human beings, who ever walked this earth and one of the greatest basketball players to ever touch a basketball. So no matter what people ever try to tell you later about who the goat is and all that remind them 
So really well-deserved for Kobe Bryant, I think. And like you said, this is the first of three statues. One of the statues is going to commemorate his daughter uh, who died in the plane crash with him. And then, of course, there's the other statue um, that's going to depict him in the number 24 jersey that became, you know, his signature. So had a lot of great teammates, you know, talked about Derek Fisher, Shaquille O'Neal, Pau Gasol, Ron Artest. Metal World Peace as he went by. I love that. Uh, and then the guy, the Kardashians, they found in a crack house in L.A. What was his name? He was the sixth man of the year back in 09 or Griffin. 10. Is that who it was? No, I know who you're talking about. When crack house um, in L.A., he pissed all his uh, smoking crack back in, back in the day. Um, but it is what it is. Lamar so, Odom. You know, we move on. Lamar Odom, that's who it is. Yeah, okay. it took me a while. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking Griffin. Yeah, no. So one, no, and you mentioned Pau Gasol. I wanted to bring up mm-hmm. Pau Gasol because there's a good story about how much of a competitor and teammate that Kobe is. When he was playing in the Olympics for the U.S. team, before the game, he said, first play, right after the tip, I'm running through Pau Gasol." And Gasol was his teammate at the time in the NBA, mm-hmm. but this wasn't his team. So he wanted to prove to his current teammates, I don't care if he's my teammate when we get back home. He ain't my teammate now. And he just plowed into him, knocked him on his butt. He was making a yep. point to him yeah, I'm, and to his teammates, and it was awesome. Well, in that intensity, you know, because that's what that is, that competitive spirit, that will to win, that desire – Kobe Bryant never put that down, and that's what makes him a winner. You don't have to like him. You don't have to like his politics. You don't have to like what he did and how he carried himself. I know he got his legacy tainted with that rape accusation, um, you know, toward the end of his career. Um, By the way, folks, he was exonerated of that. So um, that uh, I just – and I'm saying that because I think that those types of things – you have to remember this man, his his contribution to basketball will never be forgotten because there's a reason Terry and I can remember when you scored 100 points, it was a big deal because we're old enough to remember that. Yeah. Now, the other it's night nothing. when they're commemorating this game, this this game, the Lakers and the Warriors went into overtime and both scored over 140 points. That's absurd. I mean, that's 100% absurd. But anyway, good for Kobe Bryant. Glad for his family. Um, really well-deserved that they put that step. Because when you think of Lakers basketball, you got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You got Shaquille O'Neal. You've got Magic Johnson. You've got Kobe Bryant. They all had really good support around them. But those are the people that immediately come to mind when you think of Lakers basketball and their, what, 17 NBA World Championships oh, or whatever it is at this point. Yeah. So, anyway, Ron Artest, like like Rodman, was my favorite because he was the bad boy. Meta World but Peace. He he started going by Meta World Peace. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean that just adds to the that just adds to my fandom that he he renamed himself and then he goes and gets in a fist fight, you know, right in the stands. So, oh, of course. Is. Well, I mean, somebody threw a drink at him and landed right on his chest. What was he supposed mm-hmm. to do? Have a fight. That's, and, uh, that's what he did, yes. I think that's as good as transition as any uh, there, Terry. Speaking of a fight, the man who drafted Mr. Kelsey yesterday got, got his hands put on him. 
You know, I don't know that Travis was really thinking very well yesterday in the Super Bowl that you don't put your hands on the walrus. But, uh, hey, buddy, Kansas City, third time, you know, they're building that, quote, dynasty. Um, But this time it was the defense that got the job done largely for them against San Francisco. What did you you think of the game? Well, I mean, we did a lot of talking about Purdy either being bad or showing up and being really good. But it looked to me like he wasn't the quarterback that was doing that on Sunday. That was um, that was Mahomes. You know, he, mm-hmm. he looked pretty horrible in the Super Bowl for quite a while. I mean, that one interception, I remember after that interception, I looked at somebody at the party I was at and I said, and they've been talking about him being better than Brady this week. He turned mm-hmm. it around right then and stormed back. And I don't know about you, but that last drive in overtime, I don't know what yard line they were on, but at some point I realized, oh, it's over. They're about to win this. And then they did. Yeah, I had they a similar. Right down and did it. You, you mentioned Brady. I had a similar experience when they, they the Falcons were up 28-3 to with nine minutes and 34 seconds left in the third quarter. And here come the Patriots roaring back, and it goes to overtime. And New England says, we want the ball. And I, I looked at my brother-in-law and my sister, and I said, this game is over. Uh-huh. I said, they're about to march that ball down the field, and they're about to win another Super Bowl championship. And that's exactly what happened. It wasn't that I was some genius. It's like what you're talking about. As football fans, you watch this momentum. I would have never, ever, ever, let Patrick Mahomes go second when I won the coin toss. That's just me. If you're I going to, you better them... score that touchdown. Yeah, I would have made them, made them beat me, you know? Yeah. Because it's like uh, my sister yesterday, she's like, well, why is he going for it on fourth down? They got the clock. I said, because if they don't go for it on fourth down, the game's over. Yeah. He has to get this first down or the game's over. So every game is a four down situation. Patrick Mahomes is way too good for that. If maybe the logic is if maybe they had said, no, we're going to, we're going to defer. We're going to, we, they're going to go ahead. We'll play defense. Then if they'd only held them to a field goal or something, you know, they would have, it would have made Kansas city call the game differently. I don't necessarily believe that we saw Andy Reed get real aggressive when he started running Patrick Mahomes, those few quarterback draws that opened up very nicely. Um, and then you saw Spagnola get aggressive on the defensive side of the ball. Really good win for Kansas City. Obviously, I made fun of Travis Kelsey. He was very frustrated early. Apparently, him and Andy Reid are fine. That happens in yeah, the game. I think he, Andy Reid likes it. that passion. I mean, yeah, it just maybe happen. doesn't want him to be grabbed like that because he grabbed the hell <laughs> out of him. But uh, he's um, a tough guy. But he's a tough guy, and and so I um. You know, I know there are people that thought it was very unsportsmanlike, fine Kelsey, bench him, whatever. Well, you know what the problem is? What if he does that to Taylor? No. That's what we're worried about. Well, and I saw a bunch of that crap online. And I'm oh, like, did you? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm well, joking. There's some of it was <laughs> some of it was meme. No, it was like memes and stuff. Yeah. You know, somebody said Taylor Swift when Kelsey gets gets home and it's a woman with two black eyes. And I'm like, uh. you know. That's that's Twitter shit, and that's really not funny. It's not. It's, it's not. not funny. 
The guy got caught up in his emotions. He was passionate. He's yelling at his coach that he wants to be involved in the game and help his team win a third Super right. Bowl. I'm not dismissing. What he did was wrong. The way he approached it was wrong. And I'm sure but he'll he mention it on his podcast this week. He'll say those exact yep. words. I should not have. And because his brother's done the same kind of thing. He's got pissed off on the Eagles sideline. You know, they're passionate yep. people. And, you know, I'm not, like you said, not dismissing it. He will he not will make all. some kind of statement this week, I'm sure. But they're celebrating because they just won a Super Bowl again. Yeah. Again. And, 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 you know, they got a 28 year old quarterback that they got is, paid a lot of money to stay there. It's got a lot a of lot time of ahead of him. Yeah. And who knows? Uh, who knows how many more they got ahead of him? It's crazy. Well, and the, and the thing is, they've lost key players, and it doesn't really seem to have that impact. Um, it's not an imposing, scary defense, in my opinion. It's not. But they but they played lights out last night. They were ready um, for everything. And then San Francisco had several dum-dum injuries that really, you oh, know, that bit was them. horrible. The linebacker that was coming in the, and tore his the Achilles. The linebacker, great gr- Greenjoy or Greenlove or uh, the line, but 57, I think. It was, he goes to step on the field, tears his Achilles. The PAT kicker, the kicker who had been perfect, um, gets blocked for the first time all season. Oh, that was good. And that's, uh, they, that's a huge play because that, that changes yeah. the whole game. Yeah, you got the tie. I mean, that, that, ended, yeah. up in, that ended up there ended up being implications to that. So, but I mean... I thought it was a great Super Bowl game. I thought it and, was too. I mean, there there are people talk about Usher at halftime. It was fine. I mean, I didn't I didn't really think one way or We enjoyed it where it. I was. Several people we had some folks dancing yeah. and stuff. There's rumors yeah, of roller I mean, skates, why, but that was a bunch of nonsense. That that didn't happen. Why wouldn't you? I mean, why wouldn't you <laughs> dance to Usher and have a good time? You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, fine. it was good. It was good. It was fun. And, you know, and I said this, it's like I saw where people were posting how horrible it was. And I'm like, some people just want to dislike things. And those yeah, people are just not going to like stuff. Yeah. And I'm not one of those people. There's some things I don't like, but mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not out looking for reasons to not like something. And I enjoyed it. It was fun. There were a lot of big names <laughs> that showed up and came in there and um you know us old folks got to hear some music we had that that we knew from college and high school right. and you know <laughs> 20 exactly. years ago hey by hey by the way y'all yeah it's 20 years old you didn't know that yeah that we you do now <laughs> yeah, the song yeah um no i thought it was great and the whole t swift thing um good for her she made it back from japan she was there for the game um well, Japan told us it was she hilarious. would. They, they promised they, the United States that Taylor Swift will be at the Super Bowl. That's they right. And I thought it was great to watch her in Kelsey fashion. She's going to fit right in. She was pounding a damn beer right out of that mug, Terry. Like, it was her job. She knew what she was doing. What about Jason Kelsey and what he wore to the Super Bowl? Oh, buddy, dressed up as that Galifianakis out of the hangover <laughs> uh, when he arrived. But he had some, like, some overalls or something on at the Super oh, Bowl. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. And, and then He wasn't wife, in his course, normal sweatpants and T-shirt. And and his wife, she won't support no Kansas City Chief nonsense. Uh, she, wore, she wore the Bearcats. She, she would made wear it Cincinnati clear a long time ago. 
She was an Eagles fan before they met. She is an Eagles fan now. Even if he had been traded, she was still going to be an Eagles fan. <laughs> so yeah. she's and you got to respect guns. it. Yeah, you got to respect that. That's hardcore. Um, yeah. That's really hardcore. But uh, yeah, I think I think uh, it's been pretty. I think it was a pretty good game. I think everything was. was really nicely done that way. And uh, whoever wrote this script did a very good job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Man, that part they, where that they, guy uh, tore his Achilles, that is some creative writing, I got to tell you. Greenlaw, yeah, Greenlaw was his name. That's a huge component having your your linebacker, you know, one of the it anchors is. of your defense. All of a sudden, he's not available to play. And then Kittle went to the locker room with, I would imagine, was a separated shoulder or something, and he yeah. came back, but – um because he was sitting there grabbing at that shoulder and then he headed right to the lock and he was back out on the field. But, you know, San Francisco got some bad breaks last night and Kansas city got the good ones, but that's why you play the game. And we see it happen every week when we watch football. So, um, kind of is what it is that way. Well, you know what? So every week we try to think, um, try to find some kind of inspiration for, what we might rank this week. And I'm just going to tell you, we had no inspiration this week. This is not based on anything that happened this week, anything we've got planned. This week, I guess we were just ready to snack or something. Because this well, week's top about how 10. Good we lo- go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna, <laughs> you talked last week how much we like food. So here you go. Well, that, that was the inspiration. Was. But this week... yeah. It's not that kind of food. This week's top 10 is top 10 road trip snack foods. Let's run it down. I'm going to have some disagreement. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. I don't agree with all these, just to let you know. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, whoever the hell put bottle caps on the pole. Uh, that was me, no. and they are delicious, sir. You need to get over this nonsense. <laughs> I am ashamed that that did not make the top 10. That's in the others receiving votes category because I voted for it pretty high. (laughs) Bunch of jerks. Anyway, let's run it down. You keep talking like that. It's going to be you and me doing the poll every week again, and we'll have a lot of ties. (laughs) Number 10, Skittles. Oh, And I like Skittles Skittles okay. I'm not a big fruit flavor guy. I'll eat Skittles if they're there. I'm much more of an M&M's guy, more of a chocolate, but Skittles makes the number 10. Like everything else, we disagree. I'm the I'm more of the fruity candy guy as opposed to the chocolate. So, I'm all I I'm got okay no with jokes Skittles for making you, number 10. No buddy, I'm telling you, I laid it out there. You got to taste the rainbow, the fruity, the Skittles. I mean, it's right there. Just grab it and run with it, but uh no, seriously, I I don't necessarily think so. Like if I'm going on a road trip, I, I understand why it's down the list. Man, I really have a hankering for some Skittles after driving 400 miles or however far it was to Huntsville, Alabama. That did a not happen, sir. That did not happen that I had a hankering for some Skittles. But uh, what what was number nine? Was it bottle caps? You're going to say that every time? Bottle caps didn't make no. it because of y'all. If it was up to me, it would have been top five. But number nine 
Now, this one I Ooh. do like. Cheddar fries and hot fries, whatever your flavor is, these Andy Caps things. Hopefully, everybody knows what these are, but these are delicious. I don't know what they're made of. That's that's just part of the, the charm of this. They are made of sawdust, for all I know, but they are delicious. I don't eat them. You don't eat them. Not at all. Not and at are all. We agree, are we going to agree on any of these? We might, but we're not so far. <laughs> I I don't I don't uh, I don't eat I don't eat those. Not at all. Not even a little bit. You're missing out, buddy. Number Probably. eight. Pork rinds. There you go. No hot fries for me, but I'll, I'll eat pork rinds. I like I like the spicy ones and the regular yeah. ones. Keep your barbecue. That's me. Yeah, that's how I am. I'm not big on barbecue flavored stuff because, you know, I got, oh boy, this gets into the debate about grilling versus barbecue and oh, yeah. people mixing those terms. And where did this flavor come from that they're calling barbecue? Like, I don't do sauces too much. I prefer mm -hmm. meat with some seasoning. Don't slop a bunch of sauce on my meat. Oh boy, I just right. Let's move on from that comment. <laughs> Woo! So here's the thing about pork rinds, though, and it's the same thing I'm sure about cheddar fries. And if we get up the list with chips, gas stations know what they're doing, or convenience stores, or or grocery stores, wherever you buy these, yeah. because they're salty as hell. So what do you need? You're gonna have to have. Oh, you a gotta have a drink, a Mountain Dew or something, yeah. and guzzle it down. Now we now we'll go ahead and throw this in there. We did not put drinks in here because we we nope. thought of about. 50 things to choose from, even without drinks. And it was going to be a pain in the butt to rank these otherwise. And we did categorize some stuff because we thought of so many things. But we but will stipulate that no matter who ranks it, probably a drink of some kind is going to end up on a top 10 list for somebody. We will stipulate that. Um, but it didn't make this top 10 list because it ain't a snack. It's a drink. Right. And there's a difference, folks. So I will say on this, I used to like pork rinds a lot more than I do, but I've done keto too many times, and I kind of burned myself out. All the salt, right? And, the, and it's being a snack that you can actually Well, eat. it's high fat, uh, low carb. Yep. So it's a go-to snack, but I just can't. I can't do it anymore. It's like eggs. I don't eat I nearly as many eggs as I used to eat just because of that segment. Yep. All right. Number seven. Cheetos and cheese puffs. We kind of combined these two. They're not exactly the same thing here. You got the Cheetos, are, which are the crunchier ones, and the cheese puffs are the ones I prefer. Well, you got the cheese puffs, which are Cheetos, sir. They're in the blue bag. And the crunchy Cheetos well, have the red color on them. So clearly you are not a Cheeto connoisseur the way I am, because if you like jalapeno cheddar, they have the green writing on them, all right? And then you've got Cheetos hot fries, which you could put down there with the cheddar fries, but they're not Cheetos. But here's the bottom line about Cheetos. They are a road trip snack. They're in my top five because that's where they belong. But you better have some damn paper towels and a wet nap oh, because you are going to make a mess of yourself eating those Cheetos. What I didn't think about is the cheese balls. They make them in ball form, too. So pretty much the same thing as the, the cheese puff. You oots, however you want to say it, UTZ, yeah, right. they're the you ones get the to get. the big jug of them and just eat them all day. For like $7. Yeah. <laughs> and you wonder why 
Americans have blood pressure problems, diabetes, obesity. Because <laughs> we bought a gallon jug full of, of cheese balls and ate every single one of them. That's why. Once you start, you can't stop. I mean, I think that goes with some other no, product, but it works for this. That's It works for that. Bet you can't eat just one. Yeah, it works for it. Number six, popcorn. Now, y'all must like yes, popcorn because this was not in my top ten. Buddy, popcorn, let me tell you, popcorn. You get the little bag, it's the gimmick, and you've got the options of the white cheddar, the buffalo cheddar, the regular, the butter. Um, again, get yourself some wet naps and a napkin. This is this is high-level road trip, you know, um, science and, and tips behind all this. But that popcorn, um, it's it's great. And you like you talked about, I mean, you know, you said in a roundabout way with keto – this is something that's not so horrible for you if you don't eat the whole bag. But guess what right. happens at the end but of you every eat the whole bag. Popcorn's gone. You eat the whole bag. Some bitch gone. How many servings are in that bag? Seven. Oh, no, there weren't. There was well, one. I must be seven people because I'm fixing to dominate and I, this. And, and I threw it in the trash can when it was empty. <laughs> well, my deal is I, only, I basically only eat popcorn at the movie theater. But when you get movie theater popcorn, there's probably a hundred servings in that crap. So, and don't, let's not even talk about the butter. Like oh, when you God. when you get you go over to the popcorn machine, Terry, and you get the liquid butter leveler, and you just hit the button, and then you hit it again, and then you hit it again, then you hit it again, then and guess then you what you do next? Salt. Yeah, you hit it again. Get a straw, stir it up. <laughs> you try to, and it's flying out all over the floor. I feel bad for those people that work there, those kids that work there having to clean that up because it's getting all over the place. All, all over, the place. over the place. Yes, and Not just when you're mixing it up. In the theater, all over the floor, the floor's sticky. It's all over the place. Yep. Number five, checks Mix. Yeah. I'm good with checks mix. I can take yeah. it or leave it. Yeah. I mean, I, I like love I like checks. Um I don't love pretzels necessarily. What else is in there? The, I do like those rye chips. People don't like the rye yeah. chips. I love the rye chips. The gore um what are they? Gordettos has them especially mm -hmm. too. You know, you get the different checks mix. Obviously you have checks mix brand, but you have the offshoots of them. I love everything about checks mix. It is perfect. It is a, it is a perfect snack. You get a little cheese. You get a little sodium. You got a lot of crunch. Um, again, better get yourself a drink to wash it all down yes, with. Exactly. Um, Funny about all that salt. You the, need something to drink. You need something to drink. Not to mention all the bread in it. You know, gets wadded up, and you know you gotta be able to clean your mouth out and all that other stuff. But yeah, the um, Chex Mix high on the list, Terry. I. I will say I have bought Chex Mix more than once as a snack. So there you go. Number four, nuts. So this is obviously a category because there's peanuts, there's cashews. My favorite is probably macadamia nuts, but they're expensive as crap. Mine is the almond. You talk about the blue diamond almonds, the smokehouse, the hibachi. You got the salted ones. But again, they'll high gross your ass at a gas station for some almonds, buddy. Um, oh yeah. But nuts is a must-have on a on a road trip. And the good news is, like you said, you, we just named four or five different kinds. You can get 
and you can find them all at the gas station or the or the Bucky's, um, along with everything else. We didn't even get into what could be snacks at Bucky's. Oh, because we were there, and yeah, Bucky's don't get ahead of yourself. I mean, we got serving, something to talk about later. Serving brisket, you know. I mean, come <laughs> on. But uh, the peanuts, you know, this is the two for one gimmick where you get the you get the one that's fifty nine or sixty nine cents. But if you get two of the little Frito packs. It's two for a dollar. So, you know, again, we're, we're obese Americans, but we want to save money too. So we're going to get two packs <laughs> instead of just the one. And that's kind of where we're at, you know? So anyway, they make the list, bud. Did they make your list? Did this one actually make your list? This did not make my top 10. You got outvoted by everybody, didn't you? Popcorn, nuts, put bottle caps on the list. Hey, we'll get to some stuff I like. Number three, Twizzlers. This is my other movie theater food. I get a big thing of popcorn, and I get some Twizzlers, and I tell myself I'm not eating the whole giant bag of Twizzlers, and by the end of the movie, my stomach hurts because I ate the whole giant bag of Twizzlers. You lied, and you ate, yeah. I was going to say, I love Twizzlers. Um, Cherry's fine, strawberry's fine, pull and peel, you could give or take. The old kind, not this soft new stuff i don't like that stuff so much i like the older kind that's a little tougher and you got to yank on it to take a bite yep yeah that's what i like and i i will add black licorice to that list as well i do enjoy a nice black licorice um but yeah, i might have to try some top- of that again soon it's been a while since you know my my taste might have changed you know i'm getting a little bit older so my taste buds they're on Around five or six at this point, I guess. I don't know the math, but yeah, I've had a few sets. So, you know. Twizzlers, top shelf snack, though. That really yes. is a top shelf snack. Here's the other thing they're not messy. So, like, you're in the right. car, you've got a long ride. You don't, they're not messy. We, a lot of this stuff we've talked about, we love it. But it's falling all can be messy. between the seats and it's everything. It's falling, check mix. Uh, let's talk Cheetos. I mean, you're not usually up eating some kind of biscuit. Powder. Along, and it's crumbling between the seats and everything. You got to get the vacuum out and get between the seats and clean that up. No. So I, what I'm telling That's you is, I don't about. drive a pristine car. <laughs> yeah, and then he blames it on the kids. Up. Well, it's there. Mm. Number two, gummies. We got all sorts of gummies, especially now in 2024. We got all sorts of gummies. We got worms. We got bears we got sharks we got yeah. uh, uh, who knows i don't remember uh, you got the uh the uh the rings the peach rings and the, oh those uh, are and delicious the, the apple rings yeah, and we even got the good. sour stuff um, there's the, sour gummies that like like the um what are they called the uh the kids thing the night crawlers the no, night crawler thing well there's the those pink but then and there's Oh, the Sour Patch Kids. Those are gummies. Aren't they? Oh, the Sour Patch Kids. Those are good, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, sour is a great flavor for candy, so I'm glad you mentioned that. Because, you know, you have sour Skittles down there in front of bottle caps, along with regular Skittles. And let's not forget the berry Skittles. Um, well, another honorable mention Skittles. is Nerds. They're sour. It didn't make the list. See, I'm, I'm more of a Nerds fan than a Skittles who, fan. Who put Nerds on the list? Nerds that doesn't even fantastic. make sense. Stop it. Stop, please. Don't All don't right. lie to our audience. 
But the um, the gummies, like you said, again, something not too messy. It's a little bit of a sugar right. rush. Caloric intake is not stupid if you if you behave yourself. Um, but you know, like me, I you know they do the two for two gimmick. You get you get a bag of the worms, <laughs> yeah. you get a bag of the bleach or whatever. Ask me how much of either is done when I reach my or is left when I reach my destination. None. How much, sir? Both yeah. both bags are gone. They gone, buddy. You know, I'm sitting they here also thinking about all those little bags you're talking about. And there's those little peanut butter bars that are good. I'm mentioning stuff that's not number one, obviously. Circus peanuts. I, I like a good circus peanut. What the oh, hell is wrong with you? Circus peanuts what bottle are you talking caps? About? They're, they're, oh, they're my delicious. God. What are you talking oh, about? Stop it. We disagree stop more it. on this than stop we do on football. That's scary. Roll tight. Anyway, let's move along to number one. And I guess I agree with this a little bit. This is not what I choose normally, but it's probably because of the cost. Beef jerky. And you were talking about Beef. Bucky's a minute ago. They got a whole jerky wall, giant jerky wall with all sorts of stuff. And that's what I stopped. Uh, uh, since that you were about to mention it, and I knew it was number one, so I didn't want you to talk about it. But here's the pro tip. If you're not buying the jerky from fucking Bucky's, go to Walmart, go to Sam's, go to Costco, go anywhere other than the convenience store you're putting gas in because you will go broke buying beef jerky Crazy. at a filling station, convenience store, gas station, whatever you want to call it. You got to have fuck you money to buy beef jerky for a road trip if you do it at a gas station. So don't do that. Go to your big box store, get your jerky ahead of time, have it in the car already. And then the thing is, temperature doesn't affect it. It comes in a nice little bag. You're not going to make a mess with it. You're still going to need a drink probably. Get the pepper. That's the best. Don't give me no teriyaki nonsense either, Terry. I'll see. Um, see there. I'll take the teriyaki. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> but no, beef jerky, I'm serious. Talk about getting high grossed. Go to your local gas station. And get a bag of beef jerky and see if you can get out of there with less than 10 bucks. It is stupid expensive, but it is an awesome snack. Awesome yeah, and that's snack. why, I mean, that's why I don't normally um, get beef jerky for a trip like that. Because it is so expensive at the gas station. Yep. Yeah, and it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, like we've got a... Um, and I, I get all of a sudden now we're going to get tangential about money. We got these little gas stations around here in particular called Handy Marts. I'm sure they're everywhere else, but they yeah. they literally are. They're like the Dollar General, buddy, or not the well, the Dollar General and the Family Dollar and the Dollar Tree. They are literally everywhere. Like you can't go very far without seeing a Handy Mart. If you go get their pound bag, I don't even think it's a pound. It's like their eight ounces of jerky. You know the one I'm talking about, the Jack's Beef Links. Oh like yeah. This. You know, yeah. the little bag. It's $12.99 at the gas station. Forget it. Go get you one from the big box store. That's where you got to go. All right. So that's and our that top concludes 10. Today's, I was say, yeah. That concludes today's lecture on saving money. Go, go <laughs> we to didn't the get, store. Don't go to the gas station. Not quite as many tangents talking about snack foods on the road as we had about Las Vegas. But I think that's understandable. Woo! Yeah, man. He was wearing Bermuda shorts smoking that cigarette, I'm telling you. Good grief. 
So that's our top 10. Who knows what next week will be? We got several ideas. We're going to kind of get ahead of the game. That's your top 10 from an honor roll student and an engineer, by the way. <laughs> Who was honor never an honor student, roll student, sir? Was I ever an honor roll I student? Was. I don't. I was. I popped the crowd with that line, sir. I am an honor roll student. <laughs> <laughs> Delinquents, please. Oh, so, buddy. I do I have one more. You know, no, that's okay. Because I got one more little story that we didn't get to earlier because we were talking mostly football. And this is kind of a wrestling thing. Earlier this oh, week, I we forgot. heard the news. Yeah, yeah. But it does, it does relate. Yeah. We've got a weird connection this week. But um, Billy Jack Haynes, who's well known um, for being a wrestler in the 80s, uh, for the WWF, and I think he's from the Pacific Northwest. He he wrestled up there some. Um, this guy was known for being tough guy. I think he worked for some pretty rough guys at some point. Um, he was arrested for the murder of his wife this week, according to reports. Now, the police did not... I still don't think that they've released his name, but like neighbors have stated that that's who it was. And that was his address and that kind of thing. Um, so this was a big shocker. You know, anybody that's a wrestling fan, um, if you're old like us, then you know who he is. Um, you know, like I said, he's, he's done some things in his life, uh, been involved in some things that, you know, I don't know all that. For a fact, but um, but it it's a shocker because it happened, right? You say, well, that might make a little bit of sense if it was going to be somebody. Maybe it would be this guy, but you hate to hear it for his wife. I don't know about children or or any other family members, but you gotta you hate it for them. You don't know what would have led to this, but. Um, Horrific and it's just so just so random. Yeah, because he's one of those people that's like the Kevin Bacon of professional wrestling, where there's six degrees of separation between Billy right. Jack Haynes and wrestler X. Our buddies on the on the talking wrestling with Pondwater Dave and friends, and I got the damn title right this time. No, there's no and friends on there. You didn't. <laughs> it's not. There's damn. no and friends. Anyway, okay, so talking wrestling with Pondwater Dave. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, they they actually did this where they would do the six degrees of separation of Billy Jack Haynes, and it never failed where he would end up. They'd talk about him, and I believe our guys at FFP did this too. Um, it was incredible how how interconnected he was to the business. And then out of the blue, you hear, "Oh, by the way, he just killed his wife." You're like, "What the hell?" You know. Yeah. Um, so I, I was not a, like a big Billy Jack Haynes fan. I mean, obviously, when Chris Benoit killed his wife and family, that one really shook the the uh, wrestling world because he, he was, was right so in the much middle of more... his career. Yeah. And he was. Yeah, he was still active. He was on TV every week. Yeah. He was so much more well known, I think, particularly by the Internet audience at the time. Right. He, you know, you got to go find people old enough like you and me, Terry, to watch territory wrestling. Yes. That know who Billy Jack Haynes is. Uh, that does not dismiss the fact that he actually killed his wife. Okay, you're a murderer now, too. You're not just a professional wrestler. Um, but, yeah, just like you said, out of the blue, really just 
random and shocking, but tied to our champ of the week that Terry is going to tell us about. Speaking this week, of, of me. six degrees of freedom, or six degrees from separation, separation from from um, Billy Jack Haynes. Um, I chose this champ of the week before I heard of the Billy Jack Haynes arrest. So this was pretty interesting. I'd put some research in. And for those who know, you will understand what I'm saying when I say the name. If you don't, I'm going to mention it along the way. Our champ of the week this week is Ashley Flowers. For those who listen to the Crime Junkie podcast and some other podcasts, um, she is the host of that. Um, <clears throat> sorry. So she was formerly on the board of Crime Stoppers in Central Indiana. Um, they wanted to find a way to to reach younger people in the community. So she started a twenty minute weekly show called Murder Monday that aired locally on the radio to reach younger people that might be interested in these murder mystery kind of things. Um, she founded Audio Chuck in 2017. That's where the Crime Junkie podcast is. She's got some other podcasts that go with that. They're all true crime podcasts. Um, and this is where I say there was an episode of Crime Junkie uh, a couple of years ago, I guess, where they were talking about the murder of two teenage boys in Arkansas. And um, Billy Jack Haynes was there had seen these boys. Now he was dealing with like some drug deals or something. This is where I say, you know, I'm going to throw the word supposedly all over the place because I don't know any of the facts here necessarily. This is just what's been reported. But this episode was about these murders in Arkansas and Billy Jack Haynes toward the end of the episode was mentioned as somebody that just happened to be in the vicinity at the time. And it was just out of the blue. I'm sitting here, a wrestling fan, listening to this, and his name comes up. So that was very odd that I pick Ashley Flowers this week. And then the next thing you know, I hear Billy Jack Haynes gets arrested. Yeah. So more about Ashley. In 2020, Ashley founded a nonprofit organization called Season of Justice, which provides grants to labs for DNA testing to solve cold cases. Now, if you follow any true crime, you know that. DNA, it's not like it is on TV. You see mm -hmm. it on TV, they grab the DNA, a week later they have all their answers. That is complete nonsense. That is not how it is. There is DNA that has been there for decades, stored away. They don't have the money to, to test all the DNA for all these cases, and it just kind of sits there. Well, she got tired of some of that, so she founded this nonprofit, and since 2020... In the first year, at least, I only have the numbers for the first year, they were able to donate $225,000 to families of, and others involved in 31 different cold cases. And uh, I couldn't find any new numbers from that. I imagine that that's grown even more than that since then. So obviously she's trying to get the word out on some cold cases, trying to help information, try, trying to assist some of these detectives that have been trying to look at some of these cases because sometimes 
they need some outside help and they try to do that kind of thing. They get the, they get the word out on a weekly basis about a lot of these things. So Ashley flowers is our champ of the week. And if you want to listen to those podcasts, um, look first for crime junkie. It's always in the top 10, I believe on Apple podcasts. It's a big deal. Um, I love listening to it. And if you like that kind of thing, it's worth reaching out for. Well, and like you said, Terry, 31 cold cases. That's a lot. That's a lot of cold cases getting involved in. Um, We like to think that you can solve a crime in 43 minutes because that's what television has taught us. That isn't the case, like you said. Um, And there's a lot of these places don't have proper storage facility, et cetera, et cetera. The fact that she was able to commit to that and do that is it's very impressive. And, you know, it gives the people the closure. You put the criminals behind bars. You hopefully you bring awareness to the scientific side of it um, because it's not Gil Grissom and his CSI team in Las Vegas. This is, you know, this is this is a process. It takes a long time. You can go ahead and collect DNA and you won't have an answer for six months. Um, so the whole, oh, we're backlogged, but I buy you breakfast and all of a sudden i'm in the front of the line that doesn't work um so no really really good work she's doing um and obviously you know we need more people like her because for whatever reason we have continually growing criminals in this country i mean more and more and more people um proportionally we talked about it last week with ashley kutcher i mean it's getting worse and worse especially with the internet well, and proportionally, um, you know, if you want to look at population and per capita, we have the highest incarcerations rate of all industrialized nations in the world. And that number has not gone down in the last 50 years. It continues to go up. So if you've got that many people in prison, how many people do you have committing crimes that are not in prison? Right. That's, you know, something to be concerned about. So I'm very supportive of work like this particularly when you run into that cold case element um, because then you're on a clock, you know, and that, uh, like I said, I'm good for her. I think a well-deserved champ of the week from the TNA podcast. So I'll say this about the champ of the week. We're really proud to be able to do this every week. Obviously I'm not going to run them down. We've had four now. So, um, but we look forward to doing this every week. Um, And I'll say, if you're listening to this and you know somebody that you feel fits what we're looking for there, please suggest people to us because we're going to need to, you know, I I know there's enough to fill once a week, but there may be somebody that we don't know about that we're overlooking. So if you feel there's somebody out there that deserves this, that you would like us to do a little research on and to talk about at the end of the show, we would appreciate you reaching out to us to do that. No, because most of the time as well, these people are not going to be publicized. They're doing things quietly behind the scenes. Um, Ashton Kutcher, obviously major television star. We knew who he was, but I don't know that that work of his gets publicized nearly enough any more than Ashley Flowers work gets publicized. And she's on a podcast network. So there you go. Um, Agree with Terry there. Please send us your suggestions. We're more than happy to feature people um, that are deserving of the uh, of that of the the moniker and the champ of the week, um, and we know that 
our listeners have, people in their lives that are, and probably people they know of, like celebrity-wise, that maybe we would never think of. We would never think of person X, Y, or Z, and we need the help. So we certainly will appreciate it. That's right. Well, it's been another good show, Andrew. It's been fun. You know, we um, we're going to be up front with this you. This one we're... went fast, buddy. Well, I mean, well, I didn't I mean to interrupt did. you. But this one went fast. Well, I mean, yeah, it seems like we so, had a good time. Yeah. To be transparent, we're kind of working on what the best technology is for us. So if you see any kind of, you know, we we had a little bit of an audio delay last week. I'm sure that you listened to it and you heard that we're working through that. We're trying to find the best thing for us and what we do, uh, trying different technologies. Hopefully this week's a little better. It's going great. As far as the live recording here, I think we're going to package this up and it's going to sound wonderful. This, uh, I think we're, um, isolating what we need to do. Um, we've went through a lot of stuff today, a lot of stories. It's been fun, uh, kind of a silly top 10 this time. I enjoy that. They're not always going to be related to the main topic. A lot of times they are, like last week, but um, this was fun. We love talking about food. I'll talk about food every week if we get the opportunity. Right. And to Terry's point, similar to the champ of the week, if you have a suggestion for a top 10 that you would like us to cover, please let us know. Genuinely, let us know. No, 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 no. But if you have a top 10 that you think we should cover, we are more than happy to do. We've got some silly ideas from one hit wonders to bad, to bad B rated movies. Um, You know, and those are kind of easy just because they're pop culture and they're out there. Um, we're also looking for voting know, technology. So we're going, we've used yep. multiple ways to vote. We've used some bad ways to vote that didn't work out that great. Um, I'm finding the right thing for us. And eventually we're going to be voting for football teams again. So we need something yep. good there too. Um, so if you've got any suggestions, please let us know that we may reach out to you to actually vote on it that week if you want to do it. So, you know, we're trying to, trying to streamline this process the best we can. I think we're improving every week, and I really appreciate it. It's been fun doing this with you for the last several months, sir. Yeah, I think we're getting close to six months, believe it or not. Uh, probably right at six months. We're at episode 24 anyway. Um, and I know we took a couple weeks off, but, yeah, I have a good time with Terry. I think you guys can all hear that through our through our uh, audio and our banter, even if he does think bottle caps. It's a top 10 snack. I'm going to go buy some bottle caps. What was the other one? Circus peanuts and the little and the circus little, peanuts, um, peanut bottle bars caps or whatever and, it was. Yeah, you're, you were all over it today with the worst snacks ever. That, by the way, could be a top 10 list because let's face it, people shit on candy corn, but I'd rather have candy corn than circus peanuts. And that might be a hot take, Terry, but I'd rather have candy corn. Mm. Well. I can't say much to that nonsense. So I will say this. Thanks for listening. And as always, um, obviously you can, you can tell the show's changing as we go. We're, we're going to do the best we can. We appreciate all the support that you give us any listening. We are on YouTube now. Might take me a few days to get it there, but, but please uh, check us out there. And, um, you know, as always, it's been fun, Andrew. I thank you for doing the show. I love doing this with you. And, um, Love your people, everybody. 
Let them know about it. Don't keep it a secret. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. We are TNA Top 10 on all social media. I'm TWeave79. He's 30, your fan. We're available weekly where you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, and share. Thank you.